Welcome back to The Jameson Files. I'm your host, Carrie Weber. We're so glad to have you back for another episode. We are recording this episode live at ADA's SmileCon 2022 meeting in Houston, Texas. And we're so proud and pleased to be a part of SmileCon's podcast row area of podcasters and influencers this year. And with me today is a very special guest, a dear friend, Samir Basin of Care Credit. Samir, thank you so much for well, being hello, with hello. us today. Yeah. Samir is the vice president of Alliances for Care Credit, um, what we believe to be the premier patient financing program in the dental profession and in other professions outside of dentistry, obviously. Obviously, um, you've been in in the arena for many years, and um, for us at Jameson, patient financing has always played such a key role in treatment acceptance, in our relationships with our patients, uh, and in helping patients find the ways forward to receive the treatment they want or need. And so today I want to talk about patient financing and the need for, for patient financing from the perspective of your patients. So we often think about how does this serve me yeah. as the doctor, as the practice? How is yeah. this going to serve us? Um, but I would like for all of us in the dental realm, all of these dental practices, all of you that are listening or watching this podcast, I want us to start thinking about what could and what does the opportunity of patient financing, what role could that play in helping more and more patients receive the type of treatment they're looking for? Um, so, Samir, to begin, let's let's take a, a step back for a moment, and could you share with us um, a brief, a little bit of a story, the life yeah. story of Care Credit, yeah. um, uh, perhaps the abridged version. <laughs> <laughs> Not the 35-year-old version? <laughs> Not the 35-year-old version. Okay. Uh, but and also where, where you stand today in terms yeah. of how you're serving practices, but also how you're ser- serving um, your, your customers and the patients that, yeah. that, that use you. No, no, absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me. This is so phenomenal. I, it's nerve-wracking at the same time. But, <laughs> but this is a topic that I feel very passionate about. And I think you started out by saying from a patient's perspective, right? Yeah. Everything... I love the profession just like you do. I love the people we get to serve. And ultimately, you get to do what you get to do. Our doctors get to do what they get to do. We get to do what we get to do is because of that patient. Yes. Keeping that patient as a center point has always been. And now CareCredit's been in the profession, serving profession now. This year will be 35 years. Amazing. Uh, Yeah. And this goes back to when 35 years ago, it started in dentistry. It started with... Doctors wanting to know how they can do more implants because financing wasn't was an, not an option at that time, yeah. and and hence the birth of uh, Care Credit. Of course, it was called Dentcharge way back when, but fast forward, you know, to your question, how has it changed? What is it that we, the center point, everything that we do, literally and always first comes what is best for the patient Mm. and of course definitely what's best for our doctors and their teams it's easy for us to you know we get busy and we get in the habit of trying to uh we lose sometimes that focus but for care credit it's always been it's Mm. always been where where can we do how can we make it easy Mm -hmm. talking about money is not everybody's cup of tea it's not everybody's comfort zone and we understand that so having the tools and resources, it's a constant evolution. It's constantly keeping our customers, our providers, our doctors, 
in dentistry and outside of dentistry where we get to serve more, it's we keep asking ourselves, are we doing what you are looking for? Mm -hmm. Is the office looking for what the patients are looking for? And and that's in essence, you know, the patient being the center form and doctors right along with it has always been our focus. So that part has not changed yes. at all over the years. And it's only gotten, you know, complicated in some times and the treatments have changed and, mm -hmm. and the patient education has changed mm -hmm. and our approach may have changed mm -hmm. as in as in the profession, but but the core always goes back to why do we do it? We do it to serve our patients, to get them to dentistry they want and they don't put that as a option of thinking, can I postpone it? Right. And and put their health as a secondary. Right. So Thinking of it from the patient perspective, uh, I know that um, Care Credit and Synchrony do yeah. a great deal of continuous study. You really try to keep your finger on the pulse of yeah. um, consumer behavior and yeah. what patients are looking for. What are their obstacles to care? What are, you know, what seems to be the need? Yeah. Um, so for you. What is the the demand and the need for patient financing from the consumer standpoint that you all are experiencing at this point today for dentistry? Ooh, uh, so the demand, it, 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 people may think like, okay, does the demand have anything to do with the economy? Yes and no, mm. but the demand has not been any different. It's actually gotten more. We more patients are more aware of the oral health. Yes, how it impacts their overall health. So they are more educated and in looking and asking for those options. So that's gone up. Uh, it's always been part of, you know, when the economies are not doing well, mm -hmm. patients don't want to use their cash. They yeah. don't want to use their credit cards. Yeah. They are looking for, they still want, they do believe in the treatment that's been offered. Mm -hmm. I do believe that. So, you know, I think the biggest obstacle that in my opinion, personally, the assumption is money is always the biggest. Money, time, and fear mm -hmm. is always, we've that's been right. taught. Like, you know, it's money, time, and fear. That's why patients don't accept it. Yes. And I don't disagree with that, but I would actually even put the value of dentistry. Mm -hmm. Is, are we doing enough? Are we educating enough for the patient to believe why this is important for them before we even talk about money and time yes. and fear? So, so if you put all hand in hand, that the demand is, is, has increased. Yes. Um, where it does differ is if we are only focusing on will the patient get approved for it? Will mm -hmm. the patient want it? That means we, we have missed a mark somewhere. If yes. the patient feels like they need to go have a conversation at home and discuss with somebody else or, or they're not ready or they want to think about it. Mm -hmm. So let's think about what did they want to think about. Mm -hmm. In their minds, I, you know, are unfortunately for in, in our profession, the emergency or the value of dentistry has always been touted as if it's not broken, bleeding or hurting. <laughs> it's not urgent. Right. And, uh, and so that's where I feel, so we keep, we, we look at, at where the profession is, where the markets are, where the consumers are. And it's, it's been constantly the increase as the request and the, they are looking for it. And, and it's not any different now. Remember, I mean, one of the things I always say is people don't buy cars, they buy car payments. 
they don't buy house, they <laughs> buy mortgage payments, right? right? So, so they are all aware of, and in, in some cases, the investment could be just as big of a car. Yes. So, so it's not that they are thinking it's new. Yes. It's just when it comes to that kind of a dollar amount, they usually have an option presented to them immediately. Yes. And you know, that's a great point because I mean, and, and to that point, I, would you agree that patients, there's a likelihood that patients are coming in expecting yeah. there to be a monthly payment option Correct. Um, presented to them? Because yeah. just to your point, we have come to expect that in any major investment yeah. that, we, that we make. Yeah. Um, so while we as dental practices may be avoiding it or saving it in the back pocket for yeah. like the last resort, um, it really, that puts um, an emphasis on bringing that to the forefront with every yeah. other option that you have available because um, it's not, you know, it could be a, a patient of all levels of financial capabilities yeah. that may be interested in taking care of their dentistry in that way. So again, you know, when, um, when I was, when I interviewed Dr. Mark Hyman on the podcast, we've talked about how, when we assume for yeah. our patients, we're doing such a disservice for them. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you also on the value piece. Yeah. Um, ADA surveys often show in the, in all the different reasons, in addition to cost, yeah. time, and fear, um, that need shows yeah. up. And I always think it means perceived need. need. If they're not coming to the dentist because of a lack of need, then that is a blaring sign that there is no value, value. in yeah. the care. Yeah. There is no value in the treatment. So at Jameson, we always teach the four pillars yeah. of a patient practice partnership, and it's trust, need, urgency, and value. value. Um, so the, the value has to be in place before the financial conversations take Absolutely. place. Absolutely. Um, so you're saying that you see the need, patients are seeking it out, whether the practices are talking about it as an option to them could be left to be determined because they're likely, are they looking for it themselves? Are they finding care credit on their, without the dental practices help? You know, so there's a little bit of both because it's just kind of going back to think about it when a patient comes to the practice, uh, you were asking about need earlier, right? Yes. And I keep hearing a lot of conversation about, oh, I want to get out of any kind of, uh, out of network. Yes. Well, you want to get out of network, you're almost now asking for more payment yes. to be at. So when a patient is coming into your practice and you go over the, the treatment that they need, because that's what we are telling them. This is what you need. Then we tell them their benefits don't really cover anything. We tell them that it's kind of urgent. Mm -hmm. We tell them that they're, we're expecting them to pay three, four, five, seven thousand dollars up front. Mm -hmm. And I, as a patient, I'm thinking it's not hurting, it's not bleeding, <laughs> and it's not broken. Right. I, and with holidays coming, do I really want to? Uh, if it's not the holidays, it's probably spring break. If it's not the spring break, it's the summer break. If it's not summer break, it's back to school. And then we're back to hot. So there will always be a reason. And to yes. your point, where we see, in my experience, how care credit, credit card, or any kind of patient financing is offered as a product versus part of their process. Ah. It's always an afterthought. It's always mm. when the patient says, oh, well, let me think about it. 
I'll, I'll call you back. And say, oh, hey, and, and, oh, and there's oh, one more thing. Here, take yes. this brochure. But wait, there is more. Here, you know? just take this brochure while you go home to think about it and not call me back. Yep. So <laughs> so that's exactly it. So when you make it as part of the product right. to a patient, it's like, okay, it's obviously it was not that important because otherwise you would have presented to me up front. Yes. Right? I mean, every treatment that she talked about, even some of the things that you mentioned that we can wait for three, four, five months, you discussed it up front. Yes. This you need. Money was, I mean, obviously it's not as important. Otherwise, you would have gone over every option that I have. Yes. Yes, you know, and here's the part. And I think that's one of the myths, and we can talk about it later on yeah. as well, is that we want everybody to apply for patient financing. Mm-hmm. No, we want the patients to finally say yes, whether it's by check or credit card or cash or patient financing. Mm-hmm. Is the, the challenge that we see or I have seen over the years is, it's, we will talk about it until you actually bring it up. And let's think about it, like how many times patient will actually come out right and say, right. oh, do you have any patient? It, it becomes uncomfortable. If it's uncomfortable for you as the team member to have a conversation about money, yes. it's uncomfortable for the patient to also ask for that. Yes. So if you are keeping it as a dirty secret, then that's where it stays. <laughs> then and, that's where it and, stays. And if you look at your diagnosis and unscheduled report, it will give you a blaring report of yeah. where and how we can fix that. Yeah. How we can address that. So yeah, let's go there. Let's talk yeah. about the let's let's debunk the myths. Yeah. Myth, Mythbusters, Care Credit Edition, Patient Financing Edition. Um, so number one is, you know, a good patient financing company is not wanting you to use patient financing on every single patient. They want you to use it as the tool to help the patients that are looking for patient financing yeah. as their solution. Yeah. Period. Exactly. Um, so what else? What are some of those myths that you hear that are always a, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, oh, gosh. Know. How long do we have? Um, <laughs> no, so so one of them is, oh, our patients, they pay cash. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. all pay cash. Great. You know, which is fantastic. Great. Can we take a look at your diagnosis and unscheduled report uh-huh. again? Uh-huh. Right? Or... Or uh, patient financing is only for large cases mm-hmm. or people who have money or people who don't have money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the extreme ends. No. Patient financing is an option just like anything else. Think about in your personal life, have you ever financed? It has nothing to do with whether you can afford it or not as far as the, the product or service that you're about to buy. It is about the option. Yes. Giving the option. So, so it's not that it's only for for uh, certain demographics. Mm-hmm. If it's part of your process, you will be amazed to see. Because, you know, I had one doctor tell me, he was like, oh, I can see it because rich people stay rich because they use somebody else's money. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, I mean, okay. there's one There's one way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. But the other part is, it's that's what I keep going back to. It's It has nothing to do with, is the product only for a certain demographic? Mm-hmm. It's for everyone. That's why I said mm-hmm. product, process. Yes. Have that conversation. If I was to ask you, are implants for only certain demographics, you're going to say no. Right. It's it's the standard of care. It's a great option. And I would offer it to you. It doesn't matter what your credit score is. Yes. And it's the same thing. Yes. It's the same service. So think of it from that aspect. So that's another one where patients pay cash and, and everybody pays cash. Uh, the uh, One of them we hear is, uh, oh, you don't approve anybody. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That uh, one. Yeah. I've I, heard that one. I actually, I, so I actually even had that 
somebody told me that you approve more people towards the end of the month. It's like, okay, now that's a new one that, for me. That's new. Okay. We are definitely not selling yeah. cars. So it yeah. has nothing to do with the time of the month of when we sell, uh, when we approve more patients. Yeah. So, so here's, here's what my belief is. Perception is reality. Mm. If my perception is that I was really trying to help patient Carrie get approved and she did not get approved for patient financing, nobody gets approved nobody, for patient financing. Nobody, that's right. That one because person the one person nobody. that I wanted to help does not. Yes. So, so that percep- perception sticks. So then yes. it becomes, it's the same thing kind of goes back to everybody pays cash. Now, somebody paid cash for their you know, it was $200 out of pocket or $100 out of pocket. Yes. Everybody pays cash. Mm-hmm. So that's not necessarily the case. The best way, I, uh, you know, thankfully we are in a profession where we measure and see and there's hypotheses and there's theories and then we actually need data. We need data to see what is successful and what's not. And I highly recommend everyone, whether you are utilizing care credit patient financing or somebody else, mm-hmm. Go back and take a look at how many applications were submitted. Yes. That is a good barometer. And, well, and can, yeah. I, can I step in yeah. on that? Because um, it, just like with anything that a practice brings in, a, a resource, a tool, a software, a new piece of technology, yeah. um, the learning curve is the determining factor of how, how much the team that practice is going to maximize that tool. Yeah. And, um, you know, to kind of point towards the, the mindset and the conversation of, well, I, I tried it once, they got denied, I'm never trying this again, it yeah. doesn't work, they're too, you know, it's, yeah. they're too stringent or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, and, and just to you say, like, have you run any rewards? Do you yeah. know, like, are you utilizing, are you just assuming, you know, um, a, a coach that I worked with once um, used to tell me you need to inspect what you expect. Yes. And I feel like this is, you know, financing in your practice is a system. It's, it's a system in your practice. And um, when left unchecked and just left to be whatever it is, yeah. um, you, you can't see improvement. I mean, it's just such a key piece to the patient's relationship with you, to their ability to say yes or, or complete treatment. And I know that Care Credit has resources. Yes, we do. Plenty and I mean, incredible resources yeah. to not only help... Um, team members get more comfortable with how to talk about patient financing, how to overcome concerns or objections about patient financing, mm-hmm. you know, the verbal skills and all of that, but also um, how they can do their own due diligence yes. and inspect what they expect, exactly. um, what's, what the opportunities are in their practice, how, how much effort they've done, even tools to utilize in the patient com- conversation. conversation. Um, so, can we just talk about that for a yeah. minute? I mean, do you yeah, think yeah. do you think practices know these things are there? No, uh, in fact, do you think I just they came, use them? <laughs> came from our booth and and I had the same conversation in the office. Like, I did not know you guys had that. Yeah, and and you know, uh, I think it's it's just like anything else. It's part of that communication. Yes, you know? the assumption is I bring a product or a service in, then everything is fine. You yes. know, I'm gonna bring that Cerec uh, machine or or then everybody's going to do same-day crown. No, it doesn't yes. happen. Somebody still has to have a conversation around yes. it. So to your point, we do have a lot of resources. And depends on where you are in your practice. Are you needing help with conversation? Then there's tools like 
payment options forms. Yes. It literally walks every patient and it's simple. It's 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 very nicely done. It's very professional. Yes. It does not have treatment. It has the numbers that patients want to know. Yes. How much is it going to cost? Is there any kind of a courtesy adjustment on cash? Yes. And are there payment? I mean, again, just have it up front uh, to, to have that conversation to where you're not going back and forth of what can you afford, how much can you afford. So yes. there is that. So just to have, if you're looking for how can I make it a conversation easier for my team, there's payment options for them. We have tools and resources to where you may be focusing on aligners or, or implant cases or cosmetic cases. There are tools where you can know beforehand, will the patient get approved by care credit yes. on their patient financing or not without running their credit check. It's called yeah. quick screen or it's called batch quick screen. Yes. So to help you prepare for your day, prepare to have that conversation, prepare to create that sense of urgency yes. and that value. Yes. Right. So there is that. Then there is... Um, Reports that are available. Same thing. We have come up with QR code. We've been doing QR code for years now. Yes. But taking some of the burden off of the teams and the team members for have to take the time to do the application, have a QR code where the patient scans, does they can check whether they will pre-qualify, they will qualify or not without yes. running their credit, and then do the application right there, and you can do the transaction the same day. Yes. You don't even have to wait for three days anymore. Yes. Right? So there is that. Uh, last, but not, I mean, you talked about the verbal uh, skills and resources. One of the things that I'm very proud of, and this is where I've cherished our relationship, we work with experts in the profession, like yourself. You have been gracious in providing the knowledge and the resources to help the teams. It has nothing to do with care credit, it has to do with running your practice yes. better, improving your skills, yes. improving the patient experience, improving how the teams handle. It's all complementary to them. Mm -hmm. It's available to them. Last but not the least, one of and I, it would be remiss if I didn't mention that the biggest resource they have at their fingertips is our rep. Mm -hmm. Is a rep that is assigned to them, whose job and only job is to find out a way to help you have that conversation, make patient financing, uh, any objections that you're hearing, any concerns that you may have, best practices that are happening to share that. It's not about, okay, are you doing more care credit or yes. not? It has to do with, are we helping more patients? The reason you brought us into your practice. Yes. Are we doing that? My, my argument for that, for you and for your reps is, if your care credit rep is calling your practice and you're shutting them down as a gatekeeper, um, they're not selling you something. No. <laughs> you already have, have care it. credit. The goal of your care credit representatives is to help you yeah. maximize this tool and make the most of this resource that you have. So please take the call. Yes. Have the meeting. Have the meeting. <laughs> have a conversation because these are people that are trained uh, to, to know the answers to the questions you may have, to yeah. help you overcome the obstacles you may be facing. And they're not afraid of your questions. No. And they want to know what your objections are, what your concerns might be so that you can use the tool more effectively and successfully in your practice. And the more we hear back from you, I mean, when I talked about evolution in the very beginning, that is what has gotten us to the point where we are at because the voice of the customer voice of our doctors is very important and the team members yes. is very important the more we hear 
Yes. The only way we're going to hear is through our reps. Like this is what I'm hearing in the in the field when I go and speak with our with our teams and the yes. doctors. So so yes, uh, it, I would actually even challenge you to, you know, and and I get it. Doctors feel that I am best suited to be in the operatory. That's mm-hmm. where I belong. And yes, you do. Definitely you do. But as a business owner, as a CEO of your practice, you still need to know what's going on in the practice. So twice a year, if you say, hey, Samir, um, I'm going to give you 30 minutes. Can you give me my practice analysis? Mm-hmm. Give me a temperature check, where we are at. Mm-hmm. What are we doing well? What can we change? And here are my op- my objections. Yes. You don't, the rest of the time, your team You've hired great team members, hopefully, that you trust, but have a champion, have somebody accountable, but ultimately it will start from the leadership. It would have to start from you as the practice owner. Where can your practices go to to easily find the majority of these resources? Where, Where can we direct them to? So the easiest place would be, of course, you know, for them to contact their rep. That would right. be the best place to start because I want to make sure that the tool or the resources fit the need you have. Because yes. to your point, like we have tools around marketing, cancellations, no-shows, uh, patient conversation, uh, mm-hmm. applications. So mm-hmm. let's not load you up with everything. Let's figure out what is it that you actually need right now and then build upon it. So the reps would be the best way. And the best way to contact them if you don't know who they are is you can go to carecredit.com forward slash partner portal slash contact us. Just brief information, send it to us, and we will have your rep contact you. So carecredit.com forward slash partner portal slash contact contact us. Yep. Um, And so, you know, some of the takeaways are, you know, don't let the myths, don't let the mindset um, deter you from maximizing this resource for your patients. The patients are speaking for themselves. Yeah. They're seeking out the solution for themselves. So make this an open and available solution. You already have it in your practice. I know you do. <laughs> and so, you know, for me, if you're, if you happen to not have patient financing in your practice, some things to think about are make sure that the companies you are researching, that they have longevity, that they have been around more than six months, and that you can count on them to be there to support your patients, that they are following rules and regulations, that they are following their own standard of care from that, from the, from the financing side of things. Um, and that you have access and resources and people um, that can help support you and maximize the tool uh, in your practice. Anything else you would add to that to that list of what to be looking for? You know, I mean, uh, here's I would uh, personally ask a question to myself because it is somebody that I'm bringing to add on to my practice. I mean, yes. that is an extension of my brand. Are you comfortable with extension? That extension? Are you comfortable saying? Okay, if, when I bring in this company, I have no issues that my patients will be taken care of, my teams yes. will be taken care of. But, but absolutely, yeah, it's, uh, it's having it and using it are two very different things. Yes. And, and I'm sure a lot of the people and the offices and the audience are listening like, oh, we already have care credit though. Yes. I, I, I think we're good. We already have it. I don't we need did. to hear this. Yeah. Like it's like me saying I have gym membership. Having it and using it are two very different things. And I want to leave this with the question to all of you listeners is if you have even the smallest percentage, 5% of your patients that have not proceeded with treatment 
And if, if you knew for sure that yeah. this kind of tool, patient financing, is the key they're looking for, then what's stopping you from seeking out the resources that these patient financing companies like CareCredit have to help your patients get the treatment they want or need? Um, great customer service answers the question, how easy do you make it for your patients to get what they want or need? And uh, I believe CareCredit goes above and beyond to help their clients, their customers, their partners, their practices. Um, They try to make it as easy as possible for you to use their resources. So reach out and see what are you doing well and what can we be doing better to maximize this tool you more than likely already have in your practice. So Samir, thank you so much for being with me today. And make sure you go to carecredit.com, go to the partner portal if you are already engaged with CareCredit. And if you're not, Um, it's time to do some homework and that might be your assignment. So thank you to all of you that are listening. Thanks again to Samir. Pleasure. Be well, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Jameson Files. Visit us online at jmsn.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, or Spotify. See you next time.